Hey, 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 guys. Coffee with Closers. Wednesday, June 9th, 2021. Good to see everybody this morning. Welcome. Absolutely. So, Gavin, you just asked a question before we went live here. Where am I? What beach am I at? I am down in uh, Seaside, Florida. I think that's... Oh, 30A. 30A. Yeah, that's right. 30A. That's awesome. Nice. We come down here every... Yeah, we stay in... uh, we rent a house in a neighborhood called Watercolor, and um, I don't think Watercolor is actually a town or a city. I think that's just the neighborhood, but basically, we can walk to Seaside from here. So, 30A. Yeah. That's right. 30A. Nice. That's awesome. How long are you there for? So, we got in town on Sunday, and uh, we are leaving out uh, Friday evening. So, we got another couple of days. So, about a week. Awesome. What have you been doing? Just chilling out beach just chilling out man lots of lots of margaritas and mai tais and frozen drinks on the beach which has been nice. awesome that's I right anything else that's right <laughs> it's been a lot of fun i'm looking forward to hitting the beach ex- as soon as we wrap this up i'm gonna walk all down. right well hey we appreciate you giving us uh, the, your time today all right hey Thank my you. pleasure where are you guys at <laughs> don you look like you're in a hotel room Hey, buddy, I'm in your backyard, actually. I'm, I'm over here in, <laughs> in Charles. No shit. You had a mom's house today, yeah. Nice. That's awesome. How long are you in town for? I leave today. Leave tonight. You leave okay. today. Okay. Very cool. So that's uh, that's Phil Vincent, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Phil's a good buddy of mine. That's really cool, man. Is it, I'm sure that that's been a really good group. It has been a really good group. It's a fantastic lead source that, uh, that a lot of people don't think about, and they got a really good way of putting it all together. So it's been, it's been interesting to watch and have it come together. Nice. What's your biggest takeaway so far? I think, you know, the biggest takeaway is just the reinforcement of, um, you know, being a problem solver, you know, in the business. I mean, ultimately, at the end of the day, that's that's you you don't want to come in looking like a shark. You don't want to come in looking like this big baller investor. You want to come in, you know, as as from human to human and say, I'm here to solve a problem you have and see if we can find a win win solution. And it was it's just a reinforcement of that. Something I think we all know, but forget sometimes as investors. I think I think some of the newer investors come in and, and forget that they think they need to have, you know, some fancy name or some some baller status. Um, you know, and, and, and when they're approaching people and, and really just being a problem solver is, is at the end of the day, it's going to make you the most successful. I love it, man. I agree completely with that. That's awesome. I've known Phil for shoot seven or eight years at this point, And, uh, he's a great guy. Everything about that guy. I speak highly of him on all fronts. So that's cool, man. I'm really excited for you. No, that's cool. great. We should probably get them guys on at some point as well. Yeah, we'll get we'll get Phil on for sure. He's uh, yeah. I talk to Phil probably once every other week or so. We talk quite a bit, so that's good. Gavin, what have you been up to, man? What's new? Uh, still in Savannah. Went out on the boat this weekend. That was awesome. I've got nice. out on the boat. Um, yeah, just 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 working. I'm actually building some new material for the course. Actually, just giving a little uh, spruce. Um, just to uh you know try and keep to the point i think no one's interested i'm trying to like shorten modules short to the point right um just working on some better action uh, actionable content um is what i've been working on um so i've been doing that uh we just uh staged a house on monday uh we had pictures yesterday uh, we had a little scare though we had a flash flood in uh, birmingham alabama and uh, they were staging the house while this kind of flash flood thing was happening and next thing like there was water all up against the front door because it's not rained the whole time so and we're about to like the stage in we're ready for pictures so we get this video like it's coming up and we're like please don't go in the house you know and luckily it didn't go in the house but it did like ruin all of the landscaping so we've got to redo all that we've had to put extra draining in drainage in um so I mean, you know, it's probably cost us six, seven hundred bucks, so nothing crazy. I'll take it. But when you see it up, literally up against the, the ledge of the door, you know, you do, you're only thinking that if it's inside, this is going to be a mess. But it didn't get in there, so that was kind of a, a crazy, uh, a crazy little uh, moment there. But you know, other than that, it's staged. It's the pictures are done. It looks great. It should be listed um, Thursday. So that's been happening. We just bought one friday last week uh we got another flip on the go so yeah just active just getting the day-to-day but i'm in savannah i'm not traveling right now 
um it's the weather's been a little rainy on and off and it's hot you know yeah so, yeah i hear Otherwise, that Otherwise, don what, what you been up to man what's new with you you don't know a lot, man. I've been, uh, you know, we talked last time about making some changes and stuff like that. I've been looking at my organization and just trying to find um, some really good, you know, actionable things to make the changes I want to make. And and part of that, I think I mentioned last week, is just getting on the phones um, again and uh, talking to sellers and, and just really getting my head around the leads that are coming into the organization. And, and it, 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 you know, it's been a lot. I've been detached from the acquisition side for a long time. Um, for a lot of years, but that's where I started. And, um, you know, Dave, I know you kind of started in that role. There's, um, there's just something that's really cool about the hunt, you know, and having that conversation. And, and, uh, so I've been enjoying that a little bit, um, listening to calls and dissecting calls and, and, and that kind of thing. But, um, I think it's kind of a, a, a reinvigor of some of the passion because I, you know, this business can get transactional, right? And um, especially when you're running a team and you're out of the day to day, it can feel really transactional. And so getting in and just kind of um, talking to sellers again and, and breaking down calls and, and stuff like that, it's, it's kind of reinvigorated some of the passion around um, why we do this, like being, being the problem solver. And, and, uh, and really, really, I think it, it, just the conversations with you guys and doing that, like it's, I realized like I'm, I'm a sales guy. Like, I, you know, I don't want to admit it, but that's, that's, that's the hunt. I love it. It's not the money's extra for me. Right. And so, mm-hmm. um, I think as, as I do more of that, I'm definitely looking forward to bringing more of my aha moments, um, to these conversations. Um, you know, for instance, you know, I had a conversation the other day on a property where I was talking to somebody, um, you know, they, they were a cold call lead. Um, they came in hot. It was a lay down for the most part. But in the conversation, their number changed. Um, and I was talking to my afterwards, after the com- you know, after the conversation, I played it back to my acquisitions team. And one of the things we noticed, I didn't notice when I was talking to this individual is, you know, they had a number they gave to the cold caller. Um, and we had a conversation about that number and then they wanted more. And when they brought up the higher number, I didn't acknowledge it. It was like, it wasn't even in the room. It didn't even exist. I just went right around that number, continued the conversation. We got back to the contract. I went back to the original price they said. And um, I was talking to my team. I'm like, how many of you would have gotten caught up on that extra number, that high number? And that would have been the new number you would have fought against. And and we had a whole conversation about, you know, just the little unconscious things we do as salespeople that make us good at it. You know, I got, got, it, got it for the original number because I didn't even acknowledge the higher number. I didn't make it about... The conversation. I didn't get into his why on the higher number. I didn't try to negotiate against it. And um, so there's little subtleties, I think, in the conversations that we have with sellers for our, those of us who've been doing this for a long time that make us really good at closing that we're not even realizing we're doing. And I want to try to bring more of that out in these conversations moving forward. So hopefully on some of these calls, I'll be able to place some of my own call calls back and then you guys can tear them down and dissect them and give me advice. And, and we can talk about where I did right and did wrong. And I'd love to do that with you guys as well if you're talking to sellers. So that would be a fun thing to do moving forward. Yeah, I love Absolutely. that. That's idea. a great idea. Yeah. yeah. And and the best way to learn, Don, that that's really good. Because the best way to learn from a from a coaching aspect is listening back to calls, period. Right. Whether it's your own, because mm-hmm. how many times do you think you absolutely nailed it out of the part? Like that was awesome. And then you go back and you're like, I actually said that. No, I definitely didn't say that. Like, you know, right. and you'll learn a lot about it that it wasn't as good as you thought, or where like you need to pivot and change, or you could have asked this question, or you could have asked that question. Mm-hmm. Um, by when you're in the moment, it, you just you you're rolling with it when you listen back that's when you actually learn and, and get better so um no that's 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 great really really good yeah. love it very cool very cool let's uh pop up here guys if you have any questions by the way if you're watching us on any of the platforms if you're on facebook uh you will have to give permission to show your name so we know who you are otherwise you'll just be a facebook user uh also as well uh give us a like and share it across the platforms if you're watching us give it a share we want to get as many eyes as we can um on this again we've got nothing to sell um we're just trying to give uh, value and help you you know close deals get more deals grow your business do your first deal wherever you're at um you're in the right space so make sure you share that 
and uh, we're going to be again next week as well. We start now we're a few weeks in. We're going to be bringing guests on um, next week. We've got Ricardo coming from Houston, a uh, big player, a uh, super, super cool guy, good friends of all of ours. So we're excited about that. Um, so make sure you join us for that. And we're going to be getting guests on as well on uh, That's multiple right. of the weeks. So Yeah, I'm excited sure for next in. week. We'll have Ricardo on. And um, I'm, I'm working on booking us a couple more more guests to be on this on the show. It's going to be fun. And guys, if you have any guests that you want us to bring on as well, if you're like, oh, I'd love you to get this guy on or last this gal on, uh, shoot it. Let's see if we can uh, make it happen. If there's the demand, then uh, let's see if we can get them. Absolutely. That's, that's, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. Yeah. So, Don, coming into my backyard, not even letting me know you're coming into town. What <laughs> is that all about, bro? I got I got a bone to pick with you, man. <laughs> you know, I, I thought about I, I thought about reaching out to you when I when I got here. You know, I it, I, I feel awkward when I come into town and and, and uh, disrupt people's plans. I don't know. You know, that's uh, I got I got I got to I got to we're, we're buddies. I got I got to let that but man. That, but you know, it's like I don't want well, you to get off lucky this time because I'm out of town. I, I don't want people to feel obligated to have to hang out with me. You know what I'm saying? No, I get it. I totally yeah. get it. But uh, man, we're like brothers at this point. So exactly. there's no, there's no obligation. I'm, I'm excited to get to hang out with you. Good. So I'm going to miss you this time, but next time for sure. Good, good save that Don. Good save. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you knew he was out of town, didn't you? That's why you didn't reach out. Let's be honest. You knew he was in Florida. Yeah, I'm sure he's he flew in and went right to the event and he's flying right back out. I doubt there's a whole lot of extra time to kill anyway, but uh, yeah. that's good. Is it a two day event or three day event? Three day event, yeah. So been nice. here, here Monday, Tuesday, fly out tonight. So yeah, um, normally, you know, normally, normally, because I'm from Fresno, right? And I'm I'm from basically the nowhereville of California, so it's hard to get flights and to have to come in a day early or stay a day late. But for whatever reason, I don't know if there's demand, they've made some adjustments. And now it's like, I have a flight tonight at seven o'clock. It's perfect, I'll be home by midnight. I'll have to stay the extra night. So um, it's nice, but normally I'll, I'll have an extra day on the front end or the back end to be able to hang out. And this one, this one I was able to manage it where I just fly in and fly out. So it's perfect. Nice, that's what's up. I love it, I love it. Don, tell us a little bit about being in this room. Okay, so be in the well, be in this room.com uh, is the call to action for the inner circle elite, right? I mean, the whole idea is, uh, you know, sharing um, space with people who you can really relate to, who you can support, who can support you, you know, it, it, building a community around, you know, people who are like minded, who are fighting the same battles, who are going the same directions, who have, you know, similar needs. Most of us. You know, in our day-to-day -day lives, we're 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 the lone wolf, right? Of the people that surround us, don't understand how our minds work, or the things that we're doing, or trying to accomplish, the businesses that we're building. You know, in some cases, our spouses are part of the business. In some cases, they're not. You know, I can't go home and talk to the people around me about my struggles. Um, you know, some of the things that we deal with as business owners would crush um, them. You know, through fear or emotion, right? So or they just don't get it. And so being able to line yourself with people where you can come in and you can be vulnerable. Uh-oh, we lost him. him. He's probably getting a phone call or something like that. Yeah, he said enough, enough's enough. <laughs> <laughs> Gavin, you been golfing lately? No, I haven't. I've not been on the course for, it's, it's embarrassing. I, I don't know, Dave, I played like, 27 hours last year it's embarrassing to be a golf professional and playing every day of your life you know and then now i play like you know 27 hours a year or something it's this crazy it's embarrassing um and i want to get back to it though so i know we're gonna have a multipliers golf uh, event thing so i'll definitely uh, be doing that and attend that so um i thought it'd be pretty cool as well like I don't know if it's possible because I guess it's like I wonder if there's like way more Americans than there are like foreigners, let's say. But it'd be cool to do like a little match, you know, like a Ryder Cup style, mm -hmm. you know, for our group. That'd be pretty interesting. Like all the foreigners uh, against, you know, the Americans. If we could uh, divvy it up enough, it'd be pretty be a lot of fun. I love it, man. I can't wait. I, I, it looks like we're going to have a little group getting together in, in, uh, in Phoenix sometime in maybe October or September or something like that. So yeah, that'll be really, really cool. 
So we got a uh, we got Brent from Texas. He says thanks for taking the time to do to do this cast. Absolutely, Brent. Thanks for coming. Thanks for uh, listening. If you have any specific questions for us, ask away. We are here to help. And uh, you know, Gavin and I and Don, we we love real estate. Like love love real estate. Like like so much so that like in the evenings, like instead of going and watching TV, I'm like reading real estate books and like listening to podcasts. And I know the rest of these guys are too. So. You know, we love educating ourselves on real estate, talking real estate. And uh, we are, you know, at this point, we just like giving back. Like we're not we're not asking anything out of this show. We just want to, you know, use this opportunity to get together and talk to each other and, and talk about some of the struggles that we have and get each other's opinions. But also, you know, anybody that's listening and watching that has questions live. And that's another thing. This is live right now. We are live, right? Yeah. Um, so if you got anything that you're struggling with or you want us to talk about, drop a comment down below, guys. That's what it's all about. And it shouldn't matter what platform you're watching it on. Uh, we're using StreamYard here today to uh, to broadcast this, so it should pull all that stuff in. Gavin mentioned earlier, though, if you uh, are using Facebook, you may need to sync it up or something like that. How does yeah, that work? Normally Gavin? in Facebook, if you watch it on Facebook, you have to give permission to StreamYard to, to, to show your name, basically, oh, your details. Uh, otherwise, it says Facebook user. Um, but when you're watching on that platform, it, it should like give you a little notification to just say you approve, and then it will show like, hey, instead of saying Brent from Texas, it would just say Brent's name. Um, that's all. Uh, but yeah, if you like, I say if you have any questions, guys, like feel free to, to you know to, uh, to to put them in, um, and uh, we'll we'll get them answered. But we were we were planning this show kind of came about. We we'd been on we'd been to. I think we'd been at two events within the space of like six weeks. We'd all met up and we're like, hey, we've got to connect. Like, because we all talk individually, but hey, why don't we do something? And uh, then we started to talk about maybe going live every week. And then we came up with Coffee with Closers. And then we're like, yeah, let's do it. Let's try and push it out, get as many people on. And, and we all agreed that we got nothing. You know, we're not selling anything. We're not pitching anything. Um, nothing like that. Just try and give value and, um, you know, go from there and see what we can do. So and, we and do have been, some free resources, though, even though we do. We, we do, do have some we free have, resources. Yeah, we definitely do. Which, Dave, you got a number they can text or a website that they can go to, right? If you want to put that up. Yes, I do. So if you guys text, um, looks like here, I'm going to put it at the bottom of the screen 314 310 5221. Text flip to that to that number. And what that'll do is it will um, it'll send you back a link uh, to our free resources page. And that page is actually coffeewithcloserslive.com. Uh, but also when you text in, it'll opt you in to getting weekly tips and tricks from myself, Gavin, and Don. And over on that page, Coffee With Closers Live, and we can actually drop that here in the comments area too. Uh, but I'd highly recommend you guys text because again, it's gonna opt you into to get the uh, the weekly tips and tricks, which are really, really fun. Um, but over here on our Coffee with Closers Live resources page, uh, we do have a Facebook group. Um, so we would highly recommend you join that group. We also give away a free wholesale contract, um, and really just a, a, a free real estate contract, really. But we use it for wholesaling because it's got some CYA clauses in it. Uh, there's a free joint venture agreement. We have an assignment agreement over there. We do also have um, a seller lead sheet, which is actually from US lead list. I used to use those guys to pull leads. And, and they I've had got a one, Dave, that I'm gonna give you to add as well, yeah, so that I use. Well, I love it, I love it. And then beneath that, we do have some uh, some resources, like basically some free trial um, for batch leads, batch driven, REI Black Book, and then of course, uh, be in this the mastermind group that all three of us are in, that Don actually runs and uh, he's back i'm back back in the game Technical back in the game looks like he's on his phone this time i am my computer crashed and i don't know if my connection on my phone is all that good but uh it's that's, great that's turn your phone sideways for us so we can see your pretty face <laughs> there, there it is go. there you there go i like it very cool well gavin and i were just reviewing the uh the coffee with closers live website and some of the free resources we have over there there's also some free trials guys um I personally use Batch Leads, Batch Driven, and REI Black Book. Um, batch Leads gives you 5,000 free property leads uh, included with the seven-day free trial. Go take advantage of that, guys. Even if you don't want to continue using the service, just cancel within seven Absolutely. days. 
You get yeah. 5,000 leads for free. Come on. That's yeah. amazing. That's hey, driven. Batchleads.io slash closers. Batchleads.io slash closers as well. If you want to and then Batch Driven is the same thing. You know, they give you a seven day free trial. Um, with that, you get 50 free skip traces. So I tell a lot of my students, hey, you know, even if you're already using a different one of these apps or you don't want to pay a monthly subscription, I get it. Totally understand. But go take advantage of the 50 free skip traces, right? Um, and I know people that have basically gotten a deal. Not basically. I know people that have gotten a deal from the 50 free skip traces, right? Yeah. Crazy. So just drive around, find properties that are distressed with that app. And uh, once you find those people, you can skip trace them and get their phone number in real time. From there, you can call them, you can text them. Or if you don't want to call or text and you just want to send a postcard or drop some mail to them, you can do that as well over in that app. Highly recommend all those resources. Um, so yeah, check that out. And then don't forget, text in FLIP, 314-310-5221. Um, and we are gonna start sending out weekly tips and tricks. I actually do this um, already with another one of my groups and we've even moved the tips and tricks to daily and I'm getting tons of positive feedback from people just saying, Hey, I really like these daily tips and tricks that come over. It's just a text message at any time. If you're tired of it or you don't want it anymore, you just opt out. No big deal. No obligation by any means. Um, yeah. But I sent out one this morning and I think I had 40 or 50 people respond just, Holy cow, great tip. Thank you for sending this. And we get those tips out every single day. So we're going to have to start doing that over here with the, with the Coffee with Closers group as well. Be awesome. Love it. Love it. Absolutely. John, you were saying before you left us, um, you were talking about the mastermind. Yeah, I mean, I think, <clears throat> I think we gave everybody the gist of it. You know, the, the whole point is just to not try to reinvent the wheel and do things on your own. The point is to get around people that, really understand what you're doing. It can give you sound advice. And the point I was making about not being able to go home and have the conversation is, you know, when you're going and talking to people that don't understand, um, you know, KPIs, you know, key performance indicators, or, um, you know, what marketing needs to be. Like, if, if I go home and I tell, you know, somebody in my circle that, you know, I spent, you know, $40,000 this month on direct mail, you know, I mean, that's, to most human beings that don't understand what we do, that's going to be Lock a gut-wrenching emotional response to, yeah, are you crazy, right? So what? being able to just be around people that can really understand what you're doing and why you're doing and what you're wanting to accomplish and give you sound advice from a place of, you know, understanding and experience. Um, it's important to have those people around you. And so, you know, we're working hard to build a good community and put the right people in the room to make sure that we all, because we all, the three of us run businesses, you know, um, we're all members, you know, and we all have the right people around us to really help us accomplish the goals we want to accomplish. We got our cheerleaders, we got people calling us out, we got people holding us accountable, and we got people we want to be friends with and hang out with. And that's that's the whole point of, of having the right community around you. If you don't have a community, you need to get a community. It, it's a game changer. So I'm in four masterminds myself, you know, and, and then, you know, of course we have the inner circle elite. So um, I, I don't want to say I'm a mastermind junkie. I just understand the importance of relationships and we're, we're all in a couple of them together, you know? Yep. Um, yeah. We're all, yeah. So we are, you know. no, you're exactly right. And, and, and it, you, I think you've got to get on the same page as people that do the same thing as you. And, uh, and that's normally not at home. That's not normally friends or family, right? For right. the most part, because it's, it's it, rarely it, friends or family. Very rarely. rarely. And they don't see, they don't have that, the vision of you. They don't understand it. You know, they might be in a nine to five or, or whatever they're doing. They're just like, we don't get it, you know, and uh, they've got zero. I wouldn't even say sympathy for you, but they just don't understand it. So they can't get on that level to serve kind of what you need. And uh, and I think the biggest thing for me in, in the masterminds that we're in is our industry is full, in my opinion, of a lot of BS and a lot of chest pumping and a lot of false right. nonsense, mm -hmm. uh, giving it the big one. And I think a true good mastermind actually like, breaks that down and gets the core problem and even and i would never call anyone out but there's people sometimes in these masterminds that do that on the social media but it's good to actually see when you actually get to know them and they they become vulnerable uh, and go okay right you, you're not doing potentially 
you know, and they're not lying, but they're just sharing everything that goes well. They're not saying like, right. you know, you're trying to measure to someone on social media. And I think it's the worst thing that you can do, right? You want the Lambo or you want to do 10 deals a month or you want to, you know, I could sit here and go, hey, yeah, we just listed the house. Uh, and, uh, you know, we're going to make X on it and we're going to do all these things, right? And that's awesome. But what I'm not telling you is we had a flash flood and nearly flooded the place, right? Or we had mm. this and we had that. And we had a contract to walk out on us. We overpaid 16 grand for this or we did that. Like, you've got to know the whole the whole story. And uh, and that's what was – that's important to me. And, and all the clients that I have, I say all the time, like, oh, someone's just posted a 20 grand check. Well, how did they get it? What went into it, right? 20 grand, massive win. Congratulations. But what I want to see is it's 20 grand. We followed up 17 times. We've had this lead for 10 months. We've, we've done all these things to get 20 grand, not making out that it was just a one-time phone call 20K deal. Because the reality is one in a thousand that will happen or whatever, right? So. Mm -hmm. That's what I like in a mastermind anyway, is it's getting down to, through the BS, getting down to actually what's happening, what's really working, what's not, and everyone chipping in to, uh, you know, to kind of come out the other side. Yeah. Man, yeah. I absolutely love it. Yeah. Nailed it. I agree. Yeah, I agree. And, 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 and I, will, I will tell you guys, you know, I mean, Dave, you, you've been you've been at our meetings, you know, I, I always talk about, um, you know, my vulnerabilities, my issues as well so you know the last meeting you know the, I, I got up and i said this i mean this is where you let your guard down you know and and i, I shared some of the struggles i was having in my business I and mean, that's it's important to do that. i've seen too many people go broke i try and prove something to everybody in absolutely the room. and uh, that's the wrong way to be so um you know and uh yeah i don't it's just an amazing thing you know I, i've learned so much from teaching people you know in these communities i've learned so much from being able to chase people in these communities you always need somebody to teach and always need somebody to chase and i think it's just important so yeah and you do a good job to be fair like you'll get rid of people as well if they're not on the same you know yeah. core values and vision which is which is important for the group you know because right. there's no point having a bad egg in there that's not bringing value right i think any mastermind you're there to give you're not to receive right you'll automatically receive by giving um and it's just the way that it works where if you're just coming to share nothing and take it's not the place for you in right. my opinion i agree i love it guys i absolutely love it let's talk about our goals Often people, oftentimes people, uh, they don't necessarily have good goals. They don't have any goals. And, you know, they try to put together a plan without having a goal, you know, and a goal, a goal without a plan is a dream. So you got to have a goal. You need to put together a plan in order to get to where you want to be. Right. So I don't know if we've talked about this yet, but I think it's a good, it's a good opportunity. We don't have a whole lot of questions coming in today. Um, I'm curious to hear what your guys' goals are. I'll start. I'll lead. So my goal is to get to 150 doors in my portfolio. Right now I'm at 51. Um, I think I can get there in the next two years. Maybe sooner. It may take me three, but the goal is two. Right? Two years or less. Um, I'd also like to get to 50000 a month passive income. Those are my two goals. Uh, right now, the passive income is probably somewhere around fifteen or eighteen thousand, so it's not bad, right? I'm financially free, uh, but I'd like to get to fifty k a month. Um, getting to one hundred and fifty doors will help me get that goal up, of course. It'll uh, definitely help with that. But there's other things that I'm doing, you know, with investing and um, coaching and affiliates and. Uh, dividends and whatever else it may be to help to help get to that goal so that's my goal guys two things basically I, I 150 think, doors 50k yeah. a month no that's good and and what what's important about goals is that the, you're you're there your own right like i couldn't think of anything worse and maybe i'll change because i do believe that goals change right as you get older as you know more you get wiser things can always change so i don't think a goal is the end you know it is a moving target i personally could not think of anything worse than having 150 doors personally <laughs> right hey and that's just okay. me being it is i just couldn't think of anything worse like the headache and the hassle of all that and like you know like boilers going out and ac's thing in it needs new room like, funny how we that, have different goals that's I why just, I'm asking. I just, 
I know it, and that's why I want to point this out because that's why I like these discussions because we're not here just to say, oh, yeah, Dave, I want 150 ounces. No, I don't. I can't think of anything worse than 150 <laughs> ounces, right? Now, I might I have an it. apartment with a – I'd be probably more like with 40 doors in an apartment or something, but single family, 150 houses, single family, for me, just no. Like, it's just not, not for me. But – that's all like good for you. You're the bird guy, and uh, and it's awesome. I love that. That's what you want. I want that for you. It's just not not for me, you know. So I just yep. wanted to point no. that out and just that's say that's why I asked. Because if we all had the same goal, this would be a really boring call today. Absolutely, it would. So yeah. you know, for me, and this is why I say the goals are always changing. Like when I got into the business, not knowing absolutely anything, never read a book on real estate, never never took a course and kind of got straight in uh, to, to coaching is, is how I started. My goal was to work from a phone, a laptop, and do everything virtual. And the, and the reason being was is that I could, uh, obviously from England, uh, go and visit family right whenever I want and still operate a business. Basically, operate a business from absolutely anywhere was the goal. But I was willing to work 12 hours a day to do it. It wasn't the work. It was the fact of doing it from anywhere. So when you achieve that, then it's like, all right, cool. I'm working, but now I've got to like put systems in place. I don't want to be doing all the day to day anymore. So the goal then changes, right? Um, so I just want to point that out, how, how goals will change depending on who's watching this and, and kind of where they're at. Yeah, now, and, and they me, should change, you know, naturally, especially yeah. when you hit a goal. You have to change. Because let's be honest, if you get 150, when you hit 150, you 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 might say, I'm happy with that. And you might want 200. You might get to 100 and say, I'm done. 100's enough. I know. You might get to 80 and true. say, right? So you don't know until you, you get there, but you've got to be aiming for something. So for me right now, it's how can I on – on a uh, on the real estate side, like we're, we're now flipping, we've got that going. I want to introduce more creative finance and put that. That's what I'm putting in place. Mm -hmm. And my real estate business is to run completely without me, right? That's the goal, except for high level doing check-ins, okay? Because mm -hmm. I, I also am a personality where I still like to know what's going on. I don't. The, the thought of me not knowing what's happening stresses me out. Um, even though I've got a great team and I trust them, but I want to know what that is. So that's on the real estate. On the education side, it's I've actually changed my model. I used to do for the last two and a half years a lot of one-to-one. -one. I'm actually going back into a group setting and deliver uh, more value to the group, though, on a day-to-day -day basis to be able to serve more people okay, um, and grow that. And that's kind of what, what I want to do. So I guess long-term in real estate is to own some rental properties, but to have them free and clear, okay, not to have 70% owed. Um, I've set my goal at 10, and then cool. I'm going to see how I, how I feel about it. So I got see. two free and clear right now. Yeah. So and I, want, I almost want to go to the bank and refi them, cash them I know, out. That's the thing. I, I don't, don't want to do know that. I like them having, having the, the capital yeah. locked away like that. But, again, Everybody's got a little different, different goal, and that's okay. So, so, I want yeah. Why not? Why not throw a HELOC on them and just have that money available to use when you need it? But have it that, that way. It's kind of unlocked, but it's not just being used to be used. So I do. I have that. Okay. Yeah. The downside okay. to the HELOC though is it has to renew. Not that that's an issue, but there's a cost there, and there is yeah. a risk of it of there being a hiccup for whatever reason. You know, if you can just get it into something longer term, then you don't have to worry about that. Um, also the cost of the HELOC that I have right now, it's like 15 or 1800 bucks a year, even if I don't use it, not a big deal, of course, but, uh, you know, just money that comes out of my bank account, if you know, regardless. So Don, that's a great answer or that's a great question though. And there's really no right or wrong way to do it. You know, yeah. there's really no right or wrong way to do it by any means. And, and with the 10 though, here's the thing. They're not in always rental areas. I want Airbnbs, right? So I actually want to be Airbnb in them. Uh, to bring in more cash flow, to probably double or triple the cash flow to what a normal renter would be. I mm -hmm. can then keep them cleaner. I can keep the upkeep. I know that there's going to be less things needed for them. And it's buying in the right locations uh, for me mm -hmm. as well. It's like, how can I, I own more properties maybe in the, you know, $150,000, $300,000 range? 
um, and get them paid off. And like I said, Airbnb, that's what I'd like to do. So have them in better areas, not just uh, not just rental areas. Yeah. Speaking of uh, the short term rentals, have you guys tried to rent a car recently? Oh, it's ridiculous. There's none available. I tried to get one from Savannah to go to Atlanta. Uh, sorry, from Savannah to go to Alabama. Instead of just putting miles on the car, I was just going to get get something. Um, nothing available. And then if I went the day later, it was 450 a day for an entry-level car. I was just going to say, man, sometimes I'm seeing rates in the, in the, in the 2000 plus for a week. $2,000-plus for a Crazy. week Everything's to rent a car right now. Everything is, everything and the reason up. being is they sold everything, didn't they? They, they when, did. In the pandemic, they sold everything to get all the payments, and now, obviously, they've got no inventory uh, is basically yeah. what happened. Well, you wow. you did well. You went and booked a cheat one, and then they hit you with all the fees in Key West. <laughs> yeah, when I was down in Key West, I uh, – David got a cracking deal. Yeah, just a couple of weeks ago, you know, I'm looking on Enterprise and these other big services, and it was like eight or nine hundred dollars, and that was actually cheap compared to what it is today. Today, I, well, I feel like everyone's starting to get out and move more, right? Yeah. But uh, I went and got a cheap one, and it well, was like you know only four hundred bucks, but then they hit you with every every yeah, that's fee and saying. tax, and it ended up being eight hundred. I should have just went to the <laughs> damn Enterprise. <laughs> Oh, what, what you gonna do what you gonna do don tell us about your goals man what are you what are you working on right now what's the goal for you and your business right now it doesn't even have to necessarily um, be business i have so many goals right now with I, i'm running multiple things right we have the education side we have mastermind community we're doing coaching i have my real estate business which i'm you know in, in some some ways um working on rebuilding um you know for the wholesaling and the rehabbing um, you know, so I have a lot of goals that would probably take, you know, several hours of conversation to break down, but, but I will say Gavin mentioned short-term rental rentals. And I just met, um, with an amazing guy, uh, in my community. In fact, we need to have him on, on the show. His name's Kyle Stanley. He runs a podcast about short-term rentals, really smart dude, really good giver. Um, and, uh, he's actually, so I, you know, I've been in this game for 19 years now and there's stuff I don't know. Like I, I'm not comfortable evaluating a short-term rental. I'm not comfortable, you know, picking the zip codes in the cities that, you know, I was thinking Nashville would be a cool place to have a short-term rental and talking to him, finding out that, you know, Nashville, it's illegal, you know, you can't do, you can't do it. So, uh, yep. you know, lost you. He's, he'll be back, back in a sec. Can hear me now? Yeah, technical difficulties. I can hear you so now. Yep. Hopefully you can hear me, yeah. So yep. uh, that's the that's the beauty of being on your phone. Your phone rings. Uh, but, uh, you know, I'm learning short-term rentals. My, my goal for this next 12 months is to get 10 short-term rentals in my main market and, and acquire 25, so 15 more in other markets across the country. So in the next 12 months, I'd like to get to 25 short-term rentals. I think that's a, that's a kind of a, a big, hairy, audacious goal um, to set since I don't know anything but that's it's all good buddy it's all good yeah that's where i'm at so there you go yeah hey that's a big out big audacious goal so you want to have 15 different airbnb rental properties in other markets in other oh markets? yeah i'm with it that's 100 percent. i'm saying see so yeah. so you guys don't want anything to do well at least gavin with 150 properties in your backyard, but you want to have 15 random headaches all around oh, the country. That. You guys are crazy. Yeah, no, they're not. They're not because we run, we run up, and this is a genius thing as well. It's not a genius thing. It's just the way it is. <laughs> but we have a so we have the guest house at the back. It's a two bed, so we full gut renoed. My wife did awesome job on it. We then rent that out, and we're in where I live. We're not allowed to do Airbnbs short term but you can still do minimum of 30 days. So what we do is we furnish it and we can still list it on Airbnb, but we have to do 30 days. So we're surrounded. We've got like three hospitals in the area and we do a lot of film in Savannah. So we get like producers and uh, people in the medical field that will come for six weeks, eight weeks, 12 weeks and rent from us. And we just have to do a minimum of 30 days, but we probably make, 700 a month more by still doing 30 days a minimum per month and if we just rented it out all the time wow. um so and the good thing is is that if like someone wants to come we just block it out for friends and family and we just work it around it so i'm not there to to like oh i'm not that bothered about it but it also covers the mortgage for the whole house as well which is yeah, pretty it, cool it, 
I mean, having them around different areas, Dave, picking cities that I want to visit and be in or vacation with family in, you know, it makes sense to have your own Airbnb and some of those markets. And uh, and the the pay, the profitability on these things is, when you're doing the math, is better than having the rentals themselves. And there are a lot of, you know, there are... There are management companies, obviously, for rentals. If you have a portfolio of 150, you're probably going to want to have an outside management company or hire your own team. And, um, you know, there are similar assets in the Airbnb world, people who are experts that will, you know, for a percentage of the income, manage the whole thing for you, um, even get you all set up into the Airbnb, um, you know. So that that aspect of it, um, you know, is is appealing as well. So obviously, obviously, you got to find the right people to put in place. Um, I feel like that, you know, from the connections that I, I have in, in the real estate space, that I have some of those right right people already in my circle, and uh, and so that's part of the one of the reasons we're going to go for it. But you know, I don't know that I ever want to have 150 Airbnbs. Um, I think, like, like Gavin Gavin said, I think 150 is just a lot of moving parts. But um, you know, who knows? Goals change. I you know, I didn't think I was ever going to have my eyeballs on Airbnbs. You know, a couple of years ago, I told you that it was, uh, you know, it was something that wasn't going to be around very long because cities were already starting to crack down on them about five or six years ago. But, uh, it, you know, the, the industry hasn't cracked down uh, as much as I thought it was going to. And so it's I feel like it's time to start putting my toe in the water and see what happens. Yeah, it's definitely hyper local, though. Right. Like like the whole like, for instance, you had mentioned Nashville earlier, Don. Yeah. Um, you can you know, do 30 days imagine, in Nashville, though. That's what I was just going to say. I can't imagine the, the state of Tennessee has any restrictions. It's probably just the, the county or the right. actual city of Nashville. But that's probably also, like Gavin was talking about, it's probably just limited to less than 30 days. So you could still do an Airbnb there. Mm-hmm. You just got to make sure that you're only renting it 30-plus days. Or yeah. if somebody only wants it for two weeks, that's fine. You give them a discounted rate, but they need to basically book it for 30 days or whatever. Yeah, and you're exactly right. If you go three streets down from where my house is, it's full Airbnb, do what you want. So it is literally in certain areas and restrictions, like downtown up to three like streets past uh, in this kind of window bubble, only 20, like even downtown Savannah, you have to, they're allowed short-term rental, but only 25% of the zoning area can be an Airbnb rental and you have to apply to get approved. So if someone drops out, you can take the spot if you're next up. And once you're in, you you can keep it. And then people, I don't know how all that works, but then people are actually selling properties saying, hey, this is Airbnb, like you, we have the license for this property. And I guess it's transferable um, in some markets as well. So it's pretty unique, um, but it's a, it's a no brainer in, in my opinion. So. Yeah, I love and, it. And, and go ahead, go on. No, you're good. No, I was just, just going to say, and to Don's point, it's freedom, right? If I can have one in Florida, one in Nashville, one in Phoenix, one in Cal, like, and I can do that, then when I want to travel, I can stay at all these places and block it out for me. So, yeah, it, I love there, it. that's there, true. There, yeah, there's a little bit of uh, there's a little bit of uh, selfishness and in, in freedom aspect in it for sure. Yeah, but that's okay, guys. That's why I think we that's, so the hard. Exactly. Yeah. I think yeah. that's the point. Exactly. Yeah, that's why we work oh, yeah. so hard. Come on, that's Definitely. what it's all about. That's so Chris Jackson says short terminals in the B and C class areas are underserved, and I think that he's right. You know, I I think it definitely depends on where you're at, though. Right? It's very hyper hyper local. Chris also said, you know, if I can get twelve hundred a month for a property, I would only have gotten let's say seven fifty section eight or something along those lines, I would be with it. And I'm with you, Chris. I agree 100%, right? If you can increase your your monthly income on your investment property, why wouldn't you, right? Yeah. Um, so I have, a, I have two Airbnbs here in St. Louis. They're really not in the best part of town at all. And we make a little bit more money on those um, as short-term rentals than we would on long-term rentals, but not a whole lot. And I would say that the area that we're in is probably a C, it's probably a C area. So, you know, the A and the B areas, I think are going to give you a much higher return. Um, and the, and you know, the C and the D areas are going to be a little bit less, but again, if you can make more on those, uh, in the short term than you can in on the long term rental, then go do that. That's, that's a great, a great thing. So there's obviously pros and cons to everything in life, especially real estate. Um, 
you know, with the short terminals, you're going to have a higher management cost and or time commitment. You're also going to have a higher upfront cost because you have to furnish these places. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't really Airbnb something out that's completely empty with nothing in the drawers and no pots and pans and, you know, no, no fresh towels, right? It's basically like you're providing like a hotel type of a service to people. Um, but as long as you're aware of all the pros and the cons, I think it's a, it's a great thing. Uh, we I think it as well, like on that, on that, uh, that's a great point, but it's also, you're doing it to be, are you doing it for, to, to make sense for a return on investment? Are you trying to do it from a selfish aspect as, as a lifestyle? Are you trying to do a bit of both? Like I'm trying to buy a house in Phoenix. I have been for the last six months in a certain area that I'm going to be in it for probably 600,000. Right. And I'm going to try and set, let's say spend six months a year there. So the other six months I'm going to Airbnb it. And I'm only doing that to offset some of the expense. That's all. I'm not doing, I'm not buying that property to uh, make money. I'm just trying to wash costs, right? That's, that's, a, that's a great, great example, man. Because so, that's part of the goal. I'm not, mm-hmm. would I be buying it to, to do in this area, to do that, to go and make money? No, that would be not a good investment, but it's a personal investment for me. So I have the goal of what I'm trying to achieve on it. Yeah, man i love it i can't wait to come visit you out in phoenix yeah yeah no well, i've been trying for six months so don't hold your breath <laughs> <laughs> so what's what struggles are you are you dealing with trying to find this house gavin the, the market uh, dave i'm not gonna lie i've gone to like i've got oh, i like, know i'm just asking i've, I've been I, I, it's i've been getting in emotional bidding wars i've done it all i've done it all i'm paying forty thousand over asking cash and still losing out to eighty thousand. like i've got so annoyed that i'm like 50 over let's do it let's see if we get it and then someone's gone 80 and i'm just like i can't even win so i've even like stopped the last six to eight weeks just to kind of like just regather myself when, when you're trying <laughs> like, when you're trying to yeah when you're mm-hmm. trying to find a property for your personal you know, nice, your personal yeah. residence or your personal hangout that's what the challenge yeah. is we, we can find deals in any market it doesn't yeah. matter all day long we're going to make money we're going to find deals but when it comes something that you're going to want to put your family in it's got to be the right neighborhood the right school yeah. district the white right, whatever that has been my challenge for years like i'm saying i'm until i find a deal that i can move into i'm not moving into it. i finally had to break and pay retail i mean just i had yeah. to do it you know you and and I made I made the seller suite. I pay I pay what they're asking, but it was cash fifty day close, and uh, and they got to stay two months rent free in the property um, in order for them to accept my offer. You know, and that's that's how I sweetened the pie to get it. And and that was just the fact that I found beautiful homes. They just were either too far away from where I wanted to be, or not in the right school district, yep. or whatever. It's it sucks because yeah. <laughs> because we're not built to pay retail. We're not. No. And it, and, it no. Hurts. and then I've gone. I've even gone to paying over retail right like that's the crazy thing like my offer if i would have done what i should have done six eight months ago and offered more and just got it i would have probably had 60k equity already by now that's how much the market's gone up in six months and i could have paid over but now i'm just chasing chasing the tail right um and i'm in an emotional battle and i've i've had to just like we we just right let's just revisit right let's just all calm down a little bit because it's getting out of hand because the emotion that's what's crazy about the emotion is when you want something you you pay up and and it's difficult knowing what we know like don said i can't get what i want in these certain this certain window and and people will bring me one three miles away i don't want that you know right Right. (laughs) so that's the difficulty how are you looking for your deals out there? I know that we we both have a bunch of contacts out there. I'm sure they're probably helping you. Yeah. Do you have an agent that's helping you as well? Or are you doing yeah. any direct to seller marketing? Or I'm just No, curious. that's the only thing I haven't done is direct seller marketing because we're talking about Phoenix where it's like being super pounded. competitive. Yeah. Right. So it's like and and you know, I had conversations, people are like, look, instead of just wasting your time, just pay forty thousand more to get it. And I'm like, Yeah, I'm down. So I started doing that. Cause I'm like, I'm going to make it back and still couldn't get the house. Right. And it's just like, it, it, and then it just doesn't make sense. Like people are making moves and doing things that just make no sense. And it's just because they want to get in the neighborhood because uh, people are flooding California. So they're coming in with all the money anyway. So it's cash. Mm-hmm. 
And these aren't investors. These are just people that have sold the house for 1.5 million coming into this area, going 600 cash all day. Needs a full gut, 600, 700 cash, no problem, right? So you're bidding against people that have got cash that are personally going to live there, and they think it's a great deal because they've just made a ton of money selling the property in Cal. Like We lost out to a lot of That's California true. people. So speaking of California people moving out of California, right? I can see um, some of the reasons, but Don, you live in California. You you are the Californian here on this call. Are you seeing people moving out of Fresno as well? As I should say, let me, let me rephrase the question. Are you seeing people move out of Fresno at the same rate that people are moving out of San Francisco and Los Angeles. Those are the two big cities, obviously. Um, and I think that there's probably a lot of mass exodus from those two places in particular, but probably the state in general, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I can't say that I see as many people moving from Fresno as you, you will from these larger cities, um, you know, to be honest with you. Um, there, there are definitely California as a whole, even cities like Fresno, there is, there is an exodus. You know, my, my dispo guy, right at the beginning of COVID, moved to Tennessee because he just wanted out of, you know, the SEC People's Republic of California. So, um, you know, so there's definitely an exodus from our area. But the, the Bay, there's an exodus from the Bay for, for various Bay Area, California, for various reasons. One is, you know, it's not all that glamorous of a city when you can't do anything there. Um, the coffee shops and the restaurants and the nightclubs and you're paying out the nose for basically a box, um, you know, a studio size, you know, a house, apartment or whatever. Um, you know, you're paying, paying a premium to live there and you can't do all the things that you would do to make it fun. And, and um, you know, so COVID, you know, with COVID shutting things down and then, um, you know, businesses allowed people to work virtually and realizing that that was actually successful now with technology and resources that we have. Um, we see a lot of people moving, obviously, from the Bay into states like Texas and Arizona um in other states and turning them um you know purple i guess at this point in time and then we see a lot of people from the bay area moving down to of course our market fresno because one of the things to understand about like the central valley of california our median house value right now is about 315 right it was 250 for forever it's creeped it crept up to about two 315. um it is priced like most of the country you know people here right from california they think oh i'm in this big giant market in california but the reality is my main market is like most of the country. You know, we're, our, our homes that we're rehabbing on average will sell for about $200,000 um, rehabbed. So, um, you know, a lot of people from Bay, the Bay Area or from the LA area, when when they are when the market's hot, then they have capital to do the same thing to us that they're doing to Phoenix right now, Gavin. Um, you know, they're, they're pricing uh, the, us people who live there out of the market and driving prices. That was the same thing in 03, 04, and 05. I remember, <clears throat> you know, looking for a house way back in 2002 and 2003, and, and, and you'd go in and you'd make an offer over asking and somebody come in with cash and pay some just stupid amount of money because you have all that Bay Area money. They're selling houses. They're selling, you know, I, I hate to use the word shit boxes, but they're ba that's basically, you know, you're selling a, a you know a 1,200 square foot house that hasn't been updated in who knows when, um, you know, in a neighborhood that's probably questionable um, for a million bucks, and you're coming down to Fresno and you're getting, you know, a, a you know, three thousand square foot five bedroom home for six hundred thousand in a, a beautiful neighborhood, um, you know, and uh, it's it, it's it's a no brainer to them, you know. And, and we're we're a fantastic investment. You can still cash flow rentals for the most part, right? So we're we're actually in, and where I sit, we're seeing what you guys are just dealing with in Phoenix and other markets yeah absolutely and you know it makes sense i mean make the money while you can right i guess and and people right. are probably thinking well hold on a minute why are you paying forty thousand over asking in phoenix or whatever my plan is to you know we i have cash lined up to purchase this for cash then i'm going to stick a mortgage on it okay um and i'm going to do a conventional loan on it at 30 years uh and, and make the payment so if the market goes i don't believe the area that i want to buy in will get affected personally if it does i'm in it for the long haul so it'll come back anyway 
so I'm prepared for that as well. Right. So I've thought it through. I've gone, um, as long as I'm on a fixed mortgage, I've got my payment. I know I can cover my payment, right? I know when I Airbnb, it's going to make more than the payment. I know the rent will cover the payment if I wanted to rent it. So I'm covered on all angles there. And it's over 30 years. And again, it's for something personal. Um, so that, that's why I'm doing it in, in case anyone was wondering. Well, an emotional Yeah, I love that market. Yeah. The ROI on an emotional investment is always different than on on the ROI on, on an actual investment investment. So absolutely, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. No, for a start, you won't see me on the MLS trying to purchase anything if it's for business. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're True exactly that. right. You're True exactly that. right. Yeah, that's uh, man. I just got off the phone with uh, with Sam Prim. He's another local St. Louis guy, and he's doing amazing things. And last year, I think he was saying, don't quote me on this, but last year, his team and him, they bought 240 houses and 120 of them uh, were from networking. So they weren't even from marketing. I mean, that is marketing in a way, right? But it wasn't really paid marketing. So he was telling me some of the people that he's buying some of these properties from were, you know, mold remediation guys. Um, he's buying from... Uh, or he's networking a ton with like divorce attorneys and uh, probate attorneys and management companies. And essentially 50% of the properties that he bought last year were just free leads from marketing himself from networking. And I thought that was really, really cool. So I know you guys are the same way in terms of, uh, leads though in terms of on market and off market like i probably buy two, anywhere between two and five houses a year on market and we buy 90 to 100 off market so it's just you're not looking on the on the mls for deals let's put it that way no it's it's funny it's because when when i when i got back into the real estate game in 2012 after my, my um un, un, uh, unintentional hiatus um I, I was buying off the MLS even back then. I was buying, I was buying off the MLS till probably I would say almost 2015, probably maybe into close to 2016. I was buying off the MLS, so it cycles. Um, there are going to be opportunities again to, to buy off the MLS, you know. But uh, but since probably 2016, I'd say for sure it's been 100% direct to seller uh, marketing or networking um, that has brought in the deals. But but the MLS it was was definitely a source for us for about three years, and um, you know I think people depending on the market they're in and stuff like that, it's it just it's not it's not living or dying by one marketing channel. Understanding that the seasons change, the market cycles and changes, opportunities change, and you've always got to be not chasing the shiny object, but just understanding what's working right now, and and what's not. So, yeah. Absolutely. And we just bought the one that is about to be listed. We bought that from another flipper who an agent bought the lead to them and they only work high end. And this wasn't, this is in like the 200, 250 range ARV. Um, and uh, he's like, I don't want to fool with it. Do you want it? And we wholesale, he wholesaled it to us for seven grand. We paid him for it uh, to give him some money. And um, you know, we should do pretty, pretty well on it. So relationships again, right super yep. important super super important i love it well guys the the, the cooler is calling my name <laughs> he's I been watching the of, clock i mean I got, he couldn't look at that right on the, the dot right on the dot the beach <laughs> and the cooler of these of these cold beers are calling my name i'm on vacation so <laughs> I'm not you, an alcoholic that drinks at noon every day. That's the long, this is that. the longest hour of your life. Isn't it? <laughs> Every time I've seen you in person, Dave, you drink at noon. No, <laughs> yeah. Well, when well, I'm with you guys, it's a different story. Yeah, here. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah. That's also but you in Don Costa, you're still up when it's noon. You oh, haven't been to sleep. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he never sleeps. It's amazing. Yeah. Oh, man, okay. I love it. Well, guys, it's been awesome. an absolute pleasure. Next week, we're going to be bringing Ricardo on. Ricardo, I just met him in uh, Key West a couple weeks ago. I, I don't know if you guys have known him for a long time prior or not. No, yeah, okay, cool. But I'm excited to get him on. Yeah. yeah, learn a little bit about what he's doing. I think he's doing a lot of virtual stuff right now, so it's going to be interesting I want to, to hear. I want to talk about Texan. I want to grill him on Texan. Me too. I'm excited. So, guys, if you're listening, you're watching this right here, right now, 
or even the rerun later in the week here. Join us next Wednesday. Uh, same time, same place. We're going to have Ricardo on. We're going to talk with him about what he's doing. He's a super successful real estate investor, just like the three of us here. And it'll be yeah. fun to get him on the show so we can talk with him about you know what he's doing, what he is having success with. And also, we're going to ask some of the tough questions, like what is he struggling with? And, and, yeah. and you know, what is he doing to overcome some of these struggles? I love asking those type of questions as well. So yeah. cool, guys. We'll awesome. sign it off. Enjoy. Until next week. See we'll later. see you. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye.